Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to Virtual Strangers 79. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, how's this day been treating you so far? Ah, frazzled. I was just telling you, I was all frazzled, man. I got all sorts of things going on, uh, just going wrong for me this morning, but we made it work, and uh, it's Sunday, so we're here. Ad living, huh? Th throwing the duct tape on it and going with it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I just felt like uh, everything just dropped at once, and then I was trying to rush. And uh, I think it was the fact that I fell asleep and then woke up about 15, 20 minutes before the show. <laughs> I had most of it ready, but I was like, oh, shit, I didn't have anything set up. And, uh, um, yeah, it was crazy, but uh, now I can calm down. We're here, and uh, we're good. I don't even have the stream up, so I can't talk to anybody. I got to do that as well and uh you, so, yeah. you sound like you're having one of my like normal days yeah it's usually... funny too because <laughs> this is like the most prepared i've ever been like i'm getting shit done early got the show notes out to the patreon like a whole day ahead of time and uh i'm ready to go and then now roots is uh taking my usual spot of trying to pull the stream up as we're as we're doing the show yeah i don't know what i don't know what's going on so that's all right though everything's good now everything's calmed down and uh and now I, uh, I'm good to go. Everything's great now, Roots. Oculus Quest 2 coming this week. Fingers crossed. I haven't got a ship date yet, but it's supposed to be here this week. Yeah, well, let me ask you this. Um, I was just looking at my uh, stuff online for Amazon, and um, mine's coming on Tuesday. My Quest 2, bro. And uh, it's not shipped yet. <laughs> I mean, where weird. is this infamous headset that it can be here by Tuesday? And I don't know, are they looking forward to shipping overnight or are they just like, is it like in probably a whole bunch in every state? I would imagine maybe Denver has X amount of headsets and um, Amazon is just spreading its tentacles <laughs> through the world, man. They really, I feel like they really grew during this pandemic and uh, um, they just got a lot of stuff going on all over the United States that they didn't have before. It's just crazy. Yeah, that's probably what the the situation is. You you've probably got a, a, a an Amazon warehouse somewhere close to you, and that's probably where it's at. Yeah, well, as long as it gets here, because Radio Run was telling me he gets here his, his Wednesday, so it was set for the fourteenth, and then I looked into my email and it said it was um, originally set to come on the fifteenth, but it'll be here on the thirteenth, and I was like. For a second there, uh, as I was reading it, I had a 2020 moment where I was like, oh, fuck, that's bullshit. Oh, because uh, <laughs> I thought it was saying it's coming on the 15th. I was like, no, man, Tuesday. I was told Tuesday, not Thursday. Um, I want it Tuesday, Wes. So. Well, dude, I, I want it Tuesday as well. Is it is it the 13th or the 14th the thing's supposed to launch? I don't even remember. Uh, 13th, uh, Tuesday. So it's supposed to come on Tuesday. As I checked mine yesterday, and as of yesterday, I don't have a tracking number. And I ordered mine from Oculus within like five minutes of them going on sale. I had mine ordered. Mm. So uh, I'm hoping that they're going to uh, be sending mine uh, from in-state, which is actually a possibility because um, I ordered a, a, a replacement headset from them once. And um, and it came from Louisville, I think. So, which is like a two hours from here. Okay. So, if that's the case, uh, if it's coming from there, then uh, we should be good. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to be upset, dude. I've been waiting forever for this thing to get here, and uh, 
If I have to wait even an extra day, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah, see, listen to me. I'm getting impatient because I want my wireless headset. I want a, a wireless experience or I want maybe a, a better uh, graphical experience. You just want PC VR, man. You're like, you've been, <laughs> right, right. You've been uh, without for a long time and it's um you've still had that VR presence, but um, you want, there's just a lot of things you can't do. Um, like phasmophobia you can't be a ghost hunter man that's got to be like just pulling at you right there you go man and like uh i'm looking at it right now it says processing for shipping still this is what it said for days and they charged my credit card like i don't know four or five days ago and uh, it's been stuck on processing for shipping since then uh so uh yeah they better uh it better be in Louisville or I'm going to burn their Louisville <laughs> warehouse down, I think. Yeah, well, you know, it is 2020. That's a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, totally feasible in <laughs> It's probably already burning down, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, chat filling out nicely. The the fam is here, Roots. Onakazi's in the house. Uh, Swift's... I, I never quite know how to uh, pronounce Swift's name... So we'll uh, we'll just call Swift Swift, uh, DLG in the house, Gamer Chick in the house, uh, Ray Pope Boyd Citizen, Les Mardwick, uh, Jim Hall, Hussein X, Roots, they're all here. Wow, Jim Hall's here. We, were, you know, last night was streaming and he's he told me he need, I need to get off early, because um, I got to get up early to uh, to go to the gym with my my daughter like 7 a.m. or something, and then so we finished streaming early. And then, so I was just talking and we started watching some like clips. Actually, we, I, I took the, uh, the people through the Patreon, you know, what they get as a Patreon person, you know, I showed them the thing we showed, looked at a bunch of videos of, um, different VR games coming out. Right. Uh, I actually went to Anthony's, um, game rankings. I love the way that website set up, but, um, and then it was like two hours later, Jim Hall's still sitting there talking. And then he's like, you know, Roots, I told you I had to go to bed early. And I'm like, well, what the hell are you sitting here talking to me for, bro? But uh, nah, it's good times, man. I'm, I'm glad Jim Hall still got up early in the morning after uh, such a late night. Jim Hall is not, not technically capable of sleeping in, bro. Yeah, I can't either. I went to bed late and I still woke up at 7, so... Yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't get up early. Which, uh, you know, actually was, yesterday was the exception for that for whatever reason i woke up early and instead of going back to bed i decided to do all the show prep yesterday so uh prepared roots like never before oh good you said you were going to get into some vr did you get back in did you get into some vr last night i'm sure we'll talk nope, about it tomorrow. No. absolutely not no i i came home and did a few show things uh saw another awesome game that's getting ready to uh, come out for halloween we'll talk about next week uh emailed the dev on that answered some uh emails from other developers and some comments on some videos and then i went to bed oh wow well i'll tell you what dude i i had some more um some more loving experiences with my hodas uh blew my mind again and uh, not only that but we we're talking about doing so i did found out yesterday i can use my hodas in um vox machina i can use it oh. on a, in a mech i don't know dude it's gonna be so there's so many different ways um that you can use that i didn't even know the battle zone you can use it for that you know like um my eyes are wide open now so Va value of that thing growing right yeah. so like uh 
when I think about these sorts of accessories, I, I'm kind of averse to them because of the limited number of games and experiences that they can be used on. But what you're saying here is that uh, the HOTUS, the, the hands-on stick and the, or throttle and stick, can be used on a lot more games than just flight sims. Yeah, because somebody in the chat or in the Discord mentioned Overload VR. Okay, and I thought, oh, I think I have that game. And so I went and I checked, and I did. I had it on uh, Twitch Prime. I got it for free. And I remembered playing a little bit, so I looked at the video, and I thought, oh, my God, this looks amazing. So I went in, and I found out, oh, you can use HOTUS. So I spent an hour remapping the HOTUS because I don't know what the hell. When I loaded into the game, I was, like, spinning, and I was just shooting. And I found out that my thruster was forward, and that was my shooting, my, my gun. And then when I hit my trigger, I started rolling. I was like, okay, no, this isn't going to work. So I remapped it, and uh, um, I spent like two and a half hours streaming Overload, and that game is flipping amazing. It It's 100 times better with that HOTUS, and it's so fast-paced. Uh, I fell in love with that game again as well, and I, I got sucked into three hours into a game I haven't thought about for six months because of the HOTUS. So, um, yeah, it's definitely changing a lot of games for me. If it's got a, a cap capability to be used, um, I want to try it. So. Yeah, I need to check my Twitch Prime library. I've never even looked at it. I add games to it every month. I just click whatever's there and go on. But I, I don't even know how to look at my uh, my library on Twitch. I didn't either. You have to actually get a, um, a desktop app for Twitch. And there's a, a specific gaming um tab under like that's not there normally under twitch and um you click under that and then it has your games and stuff i had that and i had one other guess i think soma or something or some game or something but um yeah no that that i i it's 30 dollar game overload uh highly recommend it uh the 3d in it is what some of the best 3d and it's just like um i felt this is what my what i was saying when i was streaming it i felt like i was playing star wars because, like, a lot of the squadrons, right? But I was in the Death Star. Like, imagine you're in your, your ship, and you are you can't get out. And everything you're doing is inside that ship. Or, and the Death Star, it was uh, it was crazy. That sounds pretty awesome. I'm definitely going to make it a point to check and see if I have that in my, uh, my Twitch Prime. I might have to check it out uh, if I ever get my headset this week. Yeah. Well, that's coming. A couple days, dude. Tuesday. We'll be uh, we'll be enjoying it for sure. So so Swift says uh, Swift Silent Deadly. That that's what his name stands for. And I always look at it weird because I, I never saw that L as an L. I always saw it as a capital I. So I'm like Swift's int day. What? Oh, okay, whatever, man. But yeah, it makes sense now that you say it that way. It looks perfectly clear. Yeah, I still call him Swift. <laughs> it's a lot easier. Right. Yeah, that's way easier. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's well, say we talk some VR roots, and let's start off by uh, talking a little PlayStation VR. We got some pretty cool news on a couple of different fronts from the world of PSVR this week. First of all, uh, Dreams. One of our biggest uh, wish list items for Dreams has finally been checked off as Dreams aim controller support was just implemented in a new update. Uh, at the time that Dreams added support for the PlayStation VR, Media Molecule stated that they would add support for the headset's rifle-shaped 
aim controller if there was a demand for it, which we all kind of laughed at, right? If there was a demand for it. Uh, clearly, there was a demand as support was added as a part of this week's free music update for the game. Uh, Root, so this basically is going to open up an infinite uh, world of possibilities for uh, people creating VR games for Dreams because now, uh, you know, we've always kind of said it, that there's there's not even close to enough aim controller games. Well, we're about to get a lot more because uh, we're about to turn the creativity of the community onto the uh, onto the uh, aim controller. Wow, and we're so close to the PlayStation 5 release as well. Think about what people are going to be creating in that sucker. Yeah, yeah I think about that every time I go into Dreams. So how often do you go into it? Like, have you been putting some intensive tar? I guess you got the PlayStation VR. That's all you got, right? Yeah, I haven't. You know that uh, that's I haven't been in Dreams. I've been playing. I haven't, obviously, I haven't played much this week. But uh, before that, I've, I've honestly been burning up a lot of time in Firewall, uh, to be quite honest. Mm. But uh, no, I think I might go back into it tonight. Uh, see if there's anything at all on there for uh, aim controller yet, and even if there's not, uh, with it being October, I'm in the mood roots for some good uh, scary horror uh, experiences, and uh, I'm sure that there's quite a few of those going on on Dreams. Yeah, dude. Well, that's true. Actually, there's probably going to be some really amazing ones, uh, and uh, that's I kind of want to get back into Resident Evil Seven. Um, Jack, Jack is calling to me. Um, yeah, Halloween. Yeah, right? well, um, uh, does your your roommate still has your your uh, your stuff, doesn't he? I mean, did, am I right about that? Yeah, I think so. Unless he's sold it or something. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen. He hasn't. I haven't seen him been playing the the PlayStation Four much lately. So, well, that's good. Maybe he'll let you uh, keep <laughs> it for a couple nights. Yeah, that'd be nice, right? Yeah, it'd be be pretty awesome. Uh, the aim controller support is recognized as a wireless controller rather than its own dedicated device. But the aim controller is essentially a remodeled DualShock 4 anyway, with a light bar and all the same buttons. So uh, basically the what they're saying here is that Dreams basically recognizes aim as a DualShock, but it doesn't matter anyway because they both kind of work the same way. Okay. Well, hey, yeah, I mean, it is true. I mean, I've told you uh, or said my Farpoint story of of attempting to play farpoint with my controller you can do it you can literally you know aim with it and stuff it just feels really weird and it's not the same uh, and again you tried to warn me i think everybody should do that don't get if you're going to get the aim controller try your controller first and then you'll really appreciate the aim controller <laughs> yeah. because it sucks yeah. Uh, Dude, uh, yeah aim controller is amazing uh, but uh, I'm not going to spend another hour on it. Seems like we talked 30 minutes on uh, how cool the aim controller is every week. Yeah, well, it's the best. I think it's one of the the biggest draws for um, PlayStation VR. For um, one thing that they don't have in uh, at least an adequate version of it for um, PC VR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only problem with it again being games games that support it there's a handful maybe uh five or six really good games and then a couple of okay ones and that's it yeah it's true uh the main draw of the new update though is robust music system that adds new instruments and tools for you to implement into your creations 
Uh, you'll find a, an enormous library of brand new instruments, an expanded catalog of music tracks, heaps of lovingly cra crafted music clips, a new musical starting points collection, and new tweak options for effect fields. So basically, this wasn't Roots, the AIM controller update. This was the music and sound update. And apparently, uh, the, the Dreams of ER experiences are going to have a lot more depth to them now because these creators are be give, being given uh, a whole host of new audio tools. And as a VR gamer, uh, you know, as all of us are, uh, we all realize just how important audio is to the overall experience. Yeah, so that's more, uh, is that all music or is it also um, just like sound effects and stuff? stuff spatial uh, a stuff. lot a lot of it's music um but you know uh, a lot of these instruments and things are are percussive and can be used for sound effects but beyond that uh the the new tweak options for effect fields uh that is a, an interface that goes far beyond music and, and uh influences the entire sound of the experience you know, uh, Dreams has really came a long way from when we were just last year saying, is it going to live up to what it's promised or what its high hopes were, right? Like its vision. And uh, I think we're finally starting to see that vision um, become clear. You know, we're seeing it. And uh, I can't wait to see everything that people are going to make. Uh, it'll be really cool. Yeah, I, th I think that we're really going to start to see, as you mentioned before, the the, the true potential of dreams come uh, through the PlayStation Five, and we I don't think we've really heard much about how that's going to be dealt with. Uh, I've got to imagine that, like a lot of PS4 titles, a lot of newer PS4 titles, that Dreams is going to get a PS5 update and we're not just going to be playing it through backwards compatibility but there's actually going to be a playstation 5 version hopefully that you can upgrade to for free without having to uh pay a fee oh yeah what do you think about that all the developers that are going to be like eh, yeah we'll give you the better version but it's going to be 10 bucks what oh uh, yeah you know i think it's a fair play it, obviously it depends on what you're getting for that um, but, uh, you know, if they put a bunch of time and effort into, uh, bringing new features on the new console, I have no issue with, uh, paying an extra five or 10 bucks to upgrade. But with that said, uh, it makes me appreciate even more of the games like cyberpunk 2077 and, uh, and others that are, are upgrading people for free. Yeah. People aren't, people don't like that, you know, and myself included, like the, uh, you know, I guess I, Virtual desktop, you know, I mean, definitely great software, but I got like Radio Rant saying he's getting ready to buy it the third time. He bought it for the Go, he's bought it for the PC, now he's got to buy it for the Quest. But that being said, it's a completely different platform. So that I do understand. But uh, I, I want cross buy. And um, I was a little bummed about Dash Dash Worlds not being cross buy, especially since, at least at this point, it's, it's a Rift only, right? Or it's a. Um, oculus only you would think it would be and uh it gave me a conundrum because if we don't get a key i have to decide which which one do i buy it for because i'm not going to buy it for both right right I mean, you know that, that's kind of a different uh a different story when it comes to cross by i absolutely uh agree with you 100 percent there the, the the approach that oculus is taking to their ecosystem is a uh 
kind of a, a singular product approach. You know, the, the Rift and the Quest are supposed to be just different arms of the same platform. And it's kind of hard for them to sell that uh, that image uh, when you have these third-party developers that are, uh, you know, uh, charging you twice for the same title. Uh, so I, I kind of get it with the cross-buy, and, and I agree. I think that uh, Oculus should be a little more forceful uh, when, when they deal with these developers and trying to uh, provide us cross-buy options. Now, when it comes to PlayStation 4 versus PlayStation 5, you know, I, I think it's just a good deal to have to just pay 5 or $10 to, to get the PS5 version rather than having to buy a whole new game because it's a whole new platform. It's not... And it's not like PS4 Pro. Now, if we were talking about having to pay extra for a Pro patch, yeah, that would kind of suck. But this is PlayStation 5. This is a, a a jump light years into the future when it comes to gaming technology. And uh, I, I totally understand if uh, developers want to be compensated for the work that they put into it. Now, there's a very good chance, Wes, that some of those games or a good portion of them are, are going to be fully a different uh, price because like playstation 3 playstation 4 if you had gta 5 you had to rebuy the entire new game and if you wanted to get it on pc you know you'd do it again and this is like uh it's just a new platform so it's very possible that uh they say yeah sorry they maybe we give you a discount ten dollar discount so it's only 25 bucks instead of 35 or whatever it is i guess it'll be up to each developer right that's exactly my point here is this is the first a real generation that we've seen this option to upgrade, you know, cross-gen titles. And, uh, I think it's, it's a sign of the digital age and it's, uh, it's highly convenient for, uh, me as a consumer. So I think it's awesome. And I think, it, you know, it's even more awesome. Like I said, for the, the, uh, developers that are choosing not to charge people. Yeah. Uh, I think it's commendable. Well, isn't that ironic as we're going to digital and, and they're losing the cost of of producing the game and and making a disc and and putting it out there and packaging it and all that shit, but the the price is still up there, right? Yeah. Well, well, what well what what kind of really blows my mind is that it, it isn't going higher than it is. You you, you got to think that the the price of video games have pretty much re remained steady for what for the better part of two decades now. And uh, the dollar is not worth what it was back then. So uh, that savings actually is uh, being passed on. You just can't see it because the number isn't changing. But uh, what's actually changing is the value of the currency. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it was overpriced way back then, and now it's just getting even to where it should be. But I don't know, I somebody... the 70s is the new norm, right? That's, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. I was just telling somebody in the Discord that uh, seventy dollars is going to be the new normal, and uh, I, I I completely understand it. Obviously, I don't want to pay more, but uh, I kind of feel like uh, this probably should have happened five years ago. So uh, I'm not going to complain about it. Will you complain if the year next after that it's eighty? Yes, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> I will. But uh, like, what I don't hell? think as VR gamers, I don't think that uh that we really have to worry about even paying 70 yet and when we do i don't think we're going to be complaining because the type of game the type of vr game that we're going to pay 70 dollars for 
is going to be most likely the most amazing thing that we've ever seen. Yeah, true, true. Exciting times. Anyway, uh, we also got some new details about backward compatibility when it comes to PlayStation 5 uh, and PlayStation 4 games on PlayStation 5. And uh, that, of course, includes PlayStation VR. Now, uh, they came right out, basically, and, and confirmed that at launch, 99% of PlayStation 4's, uh, what was it, uh, like 4,000 games uh, are going to work on PlayStation 5, launch day. So all of this uh, hand-wringing and, uh, and, and worry about whether or not your library is going to actually transfer over on launch day, you know, never fear, guys. Uh, it's a done deal. It's happening. They gave a list, Roots, of about 10 or 15 titles uh, out of 4,000 that aren't going to work on PlayStation 5 at launch. And again, I emphasize at launch. That could obviously change if the developer wants to put uh, some effort into patching the game up. But uh, out of those 10 to 15 games, we had two PlayStation VR games on the list. So, uh, you know, out of the hundreds and hundreds of games in the PlayStation VR catalog, only two games routes that we're not going to be able to play day one on PlayStation 5. No, that's not too bad, actually, right? Well, it's not too bad until you actually uh, look at the games. Uh, first of all, we had W, uh, I'm sorry, DWVR, which is a single-player action-adventure shooter that is said to combine the mystical Indiana Jones-style elements with swords, guns, and magic spells. Hmm. Uh this game, uh, it's been out a while, Roots. I think it came out in like 2016 or 2017. And uh, I've never played it. It is available on Steam. But it's got pretty good uh, reviews all around. It seems to be a game that people liked. And uh, luckily, developer Mad Triangles has stated that work on a PS5 compatibility patch is already underway. And uh, he's hopeful to have it ready to launch. Uh, when the PlayStation 5 launches. Well, that's good. So, I mean, and how many, realistically, how many people are like, man, that's my go-to, dude. I was waiting for PlayStation 5 to drop for that game. No, it's going to be RE7. It's going to be Astrobot. It's going to be one of the big boys. So, uh, I'm not too worried about that. There's like two dudes that are pissed <laughs> off right now, dude. Yeah. It's like their jam. That was all their jam. Yeah, dude. Who would, that would, who is it? Whose jam isn't that, right? Oh. <laughs> right now uh the the second game that isn't going to be compatibility is where i have a little bit more of a problem uh because roots it's one of the games that are near and dear to our heart it's dinosaurs man in vr uh robinson the journey it's fucking dinosaurs right <laughs> in vr bro yeah no i i guess i i don't know that's one of the things i guess you'd want to watch it a little bit sharpened up right no i haven't played that game for a long time and then maybe that is a game that you wanted to play with your uh your kids or whatever right didn't your kids really enjoy that game uh yeah they liked it pretty well i liked it uh, i think as much as they did just because uh it, it was one of the um the early versions of a high quality game in vr of course this game uh kind of surprising that uh that it's not going to be compatible i don't understand exactly why but uh this game is being brought to us by crytek 
Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Crytek is the studio who um, who uh, who's behind the climb on Oculus. So uh, a very high quality, uh, uh, you know, fairly sizable VR studio here. I got to imagine we'll hear, we, we're going to hear something from them fairly soon, uh, one way or the other with this. And looking at this trailer makes me, I think we really do need like an amazing another version like think about the next the actual real jurassic park game or, or experience or something where we had that one blue or whatever and it was a little it was a pretty cool or whatever but uh like there's a reason why we want dinosaurs man we want to we want to go to that prehistoric world right and uh i don't know man if you had that thing coming bearing down on you uh, i freak you the hell out man yeah it, it always works in vr and we we've talked about it you know, endlessly on this channel, uh, how, you know, talented developers can use scale to really create that wow factor for the end user. And, uh, I think dinosaurs, you know, are a perfect example of that. If they're done well, obviously there's for every good dinosaur game in VR, there's 10 crappy ones, but, mm -hmm. uh, Robinson, the journey is among the best, especially for people who like puzzling, like exploring i mean there's endless exploring in this game the way that you can catalog all the different wildlife on this island uh it really is uh i kind of had to peel myself away from this game because I, I really didn't play it like to to complete the campaign i basically just explored the island finding and cataloging every little critter that i could uh, come across yeah this is pretty cool man I, I would like like to see a um an updated version of this well, especially on PlayStation VR, because I mean, I'm sure when you tried it, you probably tried it on PC. Uh, the the PlayStation version can use this update. It can use the beef and power of the PlayStation Five. And uh, again, you, you kind of would expect it because this is one of the first VR games to launch for sixty dollars. Roots. This was sixty dollars in 2016, and uh, obviously it, it featured, uh, you know polish that was uh was you know unusual at the time it, it was very polished uh, as well as the uh it featured a climbing system that is very reminiscent of the climb uh obviously this game I, well i'm pretty sure that this game came out before the climb so uh kind of robinson the journey is kind of the origins of the climb unless i'm badly mistaken with my history here yeah yeah well, Jarello is saying that uh, he beat uh, Robinson the Journey. It's one of those VR games that was okay for its time, uh, but it's aged pretty badly. And uh, most of the time you just walk around. And uh, it's a walking sim of sorts. I mean, it's exactly what Wes just said. It's you're exploring the dinosaur world. You're cataloging all the different dinosaurs. And uh, it's kind of like a puzzler, a light puzzler, right? Yeah, there's more than dinosaurs in this game, though. They're, they're, they're literally, there's like... I don't know, over a hundred species of, of every kind of, you know, forest wildlife, you know, moles in the ground and, you know, uh, different kinds of, uh, you know, crazy looking insects. I mean, there's a lot of life going on in this forest and, uh, and literally there's a system going on where you, if I remember correctly, you like take a picture of it or something and, uh, your, uh, your little floating orb thing that follows you around. Uh, kind of gives you all the information on it and you keep it like a little journal 
of all the different uh, creatures on this in this alien world, I guess we should say. Yeah, see, the difference is I picture you, you go in and you're like this awestruck person, just like, whoa, looking at all the, the, the plants and the everything crawling, all the creatures everywhere. And then Drillo just comes barreling through and is like, where's the fucking exit? You know, and he's like trying to get yeah. through this world and and it's like, where where am I going? I need to go somewhere, you know? Um, what do I have to mindset. shoot to win this thing? Yeah, exactly. I just want to finish this thing. And I get that. I get that mindset a lot, actually. A lot of times I get into games and um, I'm like, I'm in finish mode. I want to finish this game. And then I get to another part and I'm like, what in the world? Even if I'm enjoying it, I just want to finish it. Um, I don't finish things all the time, so. But I guess if I, if I finish a game, that's a testament to the game. Yeah, that, that's me. You know, I don't always finish games, but I've you know I've been doing a little bit better here lately, and uh, hopefully going forward, uh, games will grab me enough to, uh, uh, to to keep me engaged. But it's hard, right? It's hard when you're uh, when you know you have the Monday show every week, and we can't obviously talk about Trevor Saves the Universe five weeks in a row. So we got to move on, right? Move on and spend our limited time on something else. Yeah, somehow we keep talking about Walking Dead Saints and Sinners because there's just so many angles to come at it, right? Um, and we'll have another yeah. one with the quest coming out. Um, and it's been worth talking about. But yeah, that's just kind of the thing is always doing something different. And there's so many different things going on. Is um, It's just uh, it's a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, if I had my druthers, we'd talk about like 10 different games on a loop. <laughs> just yeah. like over and over and over again. Yeah. Phil Yarn says that he finally finished the main quest of Asgard's Wrath last night. Hands down, the best VR game. I, I can certainly, uh, you can't argue with that, Roots. I mean, obviously we all have our favorites. A lot of people like Half-Life Alex. I like Resident Evil 7. Uh, but I always make the distinction between what is my favorite and what is the best. And I think when it comes to the uh, the amount of polish, the campaign length, the amount of different things that you can do. Uh, I really can't argue with anyone who says that Asgard's Wrath is the best VR game because it kind of is. <laughs> fist bump. You get to fist bump a shark. I mean, you have me right there at, at fist bump. Uh, but you know what's ironic about Asgard's Wrath, bringing that up? Just last night, Jim Hall blew my mind and he said, He's never played that. He bought the game. He's never tried it. He's like, maybe I should load it up. I was like, holy crap, dude. That's a that's such a good game. But um, we also had the conversation that I think it was Radio Run or Scion or something. They said, I've, I'm stuck on the, the prison level. And I said, yeah, me too. I feel like that prison level, whatever's going on there, there there's it's kind of like a stopper for a, a lot of people. For whatever reason, people get to that part and they stop. And I don't know what it is, and it happened to me as well. So um, they need to get rid of that prison level. What rest? Just rip it out. I don't like it. I don't. I don't even think I made it that far, Roots. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's a long game, dude. I, I need to get back into it as well, but it's daunting, man. I think it's almost too long, you know. And that's well, you weird. Know, with my play style, I mean, there's so much. It's kind of like Robinson in the the way that like. There's so many different things to look at and explore, uh, you know, uh, things to collect. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty, you know, fleshed out game. So basically, um, for every hour you spend in it, 
doing something, it takes me too. So uh, I didn't make it nearly as far as as a lot of you guys did, as quickly as a lot of you guys did. Uh, but it wasn't that I wasn't playing the game. I just uh, doing my usual stop and smell the roses style. Yeah, there's so much to that game. Just thinking back to it, and it makes me my brain hurt. Like all the puzzles and and trying to um, what you got that? I don't know. You didn't get to the part where you had to have some guy that spinning or something and it opens i don't know there's just so much to going on in that game dude i it's crazy phil hall phil you and i give you props for finishing reading runt uh must have been the person he said the prison level sucks and i yeah i feel i feel you Rady runt but uh you know to, to that uh to the speaking to that uh i think that it's actually going to be fairly close to the top of my uh, my docket when the new headsets get here, right? Because you always want to revisit the most beautiful games. And that, my friend, is a beautiful game. Yeah. Yeah, mine's going to be Hellblade. I'm going to finish it. Hellblade 2. Do it this time, Wes. Yeah. yeah, well, I stopped. You know, I started a second playthrough of it last time we talked about it on the show. And I played through about half of the game, so I might finish it, too. Oh, nice. Here be G2ing it up, dude. No time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, predictably, Jarillo is uh, offended that anyone would claim that any other game other than Half-Life Alex is the best. So, uh, sorry, dude. I, I can understand why you think that, too. Well, I can understand why other people think that, and I, I, I understand why you think it, because Jarillo, uh, Valve, fanboy number one, right? <laughs> well, you know, and this is just the way things are, right? I mean, there might be a little bit of bias on his part, and there might be a little bit of bias on our part, being Walking Dead fans, you know, uh, we've said it before, we didn't grow up in the Half-Life world, so it's just another IP, bro. And, it's a great um, game, too. I mean, let's not forget that. What's that? It's, it's a great game, yes. too. Let's not forget that. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, that's the thing. Little, it's little like, easy. Little easy, even on the hard difficulty. Yeah. Um. Either way, they're both good games, and it's and it's just about what you like, I guess. I feel like um I'm holding Drilla and Wes off. I'm gonna let Wes go, Drilla. You better back off, dude. <laughs> oh no, it's a great game. It's it's really fun, and uh, honestly, I was uh, I probably would have already started playing through it again by now if it weren't for the um the the mods. You know the 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 uh, the uh, the extra levels that the uh, community have uploaded for it. That's one of the, another one of my top go-tos when I get back into PCVR. I was just starting to really get into that workshop for for Half Life Alex when uh, when I had to pull the plug quickly on PCVR. Yeah, man. Then now you'd say quickly. That was very quick. All things fell real fast, right? And all of a sudden you looked around and you had a pile of money and you had no. No video card, you had no quest. Like, <laughs> you quickly, they, they make these announcements about the new technology, and you quickly realize that uh, your stuff that you own is about to lose a lot of value if you don't unload it. So uh, that's exactly what I did. I just jerked it all out and put it up and, uh, you know, let, let people, let the, let the less fortunate have it. Yeah, exactly. As you upgrade, which is good. Upgrades are good. Yeah, well, it's been a long few weeks, but uh, I'm happy to say that it's coming to an end finally. Yeah, see, Phil Yard made a good point. No crow crowbar in Half-Life Alex takes at least one point off the rating. Why no crowbar? 
they have a model for a crowbar too because a lot of these people are using it in the uh in the the custom levels so yeah. i mean i don't know why they didn't choose to use it um i'm sure there's a reason yeah yeah maybe they're they're secretly making half-life uh three and they um want to save it for that yeah uh jim hall says he agrees with Jarillo, but i mean didn't you just say that jim hall hadn't played asgard's wrath still yesterday yeah 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 so he... i'd say play a little bit more bro and play re7 if you haven't that's my favorite yeah yeah i can't wait for re7 to come to pcvr can't wait for re8 probably bro. not coming but yeah re8 oh my god dude definitely can't wait Actually, you know, I saw, um, this is a flat game, you slap me, but I saw a trailer for Hogwarts PlayStation 5 last night, and uh, I was like, oh my god, like, I even said it, like, uh, Scion, of course, in Scion VR fashion, said, well, I was not really a big fan of Harry Potter, and I almost reached through the screen and... <laughs> uh, but I um, I said, dude, I just, like, even if I was in Vorpex on a flat screen, or on a 3D screen or whatever... Cause you could like it, it's the, the whole school is completely, you can go anywhere. It's like everything we would want in VR. Um, it just looks really cool, man. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I saw, I, I watched that trailer a few times. It looks amazing. Doesn't it? Yeah, no, I was blown away. So I didn't, the whole PlayStation reveal and all the flag games. I never watched any of these trailers. So I came across it last night when I was streaming and I was like, Oh my Lord, I, I didn't know this existed. And, uh, for the first time, uh, I feel a little weird saying this, but for the first time, I I feel a little envious of your PlayStation Five you got coming, man. I like I really didn't care for the most part, but now I want Hogwarts and I can't play it, Wes. And I'm, I'm yeah, it's more than salty. Hogwarts too, dude. You can go to like uh, to to uh, Diagon Alley and all all of the uh, offsite um, offsite areas as well, and I mean the like you said you have pretty much free reign on hogwarts you can even go into the room of requirement oh god and you know what my my literal thought was and i said it to the stream was what is xbox doing dude like <laughs> this is just another like phenomenal exclusive like everybody that's a harry potter fan is like oh my god i gotta get in hogwarts and um and Xbox is it really is, exclusive though? Uh, I'm not sure if it, if it's a timed exclusive or an actual exclusive. I don't know. It seemed like it was exclusive, but I didn't pay attention. It said PlayStation on it, so I just assumed. Either way, I'm excited. There's probably like all sorts of Xbox people out there saying, "We get Hogwarts two roots." Calm down, simmer down. Yeah, I kind of got excited about it as well, and I showed my wife. I, I assumed she would get excited about it with me, and uh, she said, "It's not." I, good. Uh, that's what she asked me. She said, is this VR? And I was like, no. And she was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, I get it. Well, my eyes Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, super uh, upset, Roots, that, uh, that I'm not going to be able to enjoy the majesty of these, uh, you know, monolithic dinosaurs on PlayStation 5. Uh, but never fear, Roots, because we have another title coming uh, that is going to allow us to hunt these dinosaurs. And I'm talking about a game entitled Patagon 
the Forbidden Island. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Patagon. Maybe it's Patagon, the uh, the Forbidden Island. It is a steampunk role-playing game with plans to create an epic open-world adventure. And this game is, uh, is it's been in development for three years, but the developer, Something Awesome Games, aims to raise an additional $30,000 uh, to polish up the game and get it ready for launch via Kickstarter. So this is a Kickstarter campaign that is actually active uh, right now as we speak. But the, uh, the game is said to drop players in a world inspired by Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, and Bioshock. And uh, Roots, if, if you want to get me excited, start talking about Indiana Jones and Bioshock. And, uh, and see how quickly uh, I light up. I mean, this, uh, this game, visually, from the little teaser that they've launched here, looks amazing. And, uh, and I don't know, dude. It's dinosaurs in yeah. VR. Yeah, who doesn't want dinosaurs? Especially 2020 dinosaurs, not 2016. Uh, right. I, I, that looks pretty good for me so far, right? So they've already pretty much got the most of the game done. They just need the polish, right? Yeah, and, and for uh, those of you who don't know uh, about something something awesome games, they're kind of an offshoot of uh, Mirowind, uh, which are the developers that brought us uh, Guns and Stories Bulletproof and uh, Boiling Steel. So they're, they're affiliated with Mirowind. They're not a direct subsidiary, I don't think. Uh, but many of the same developers that are working on this game worked on those games as well. Uh, so uh, not some uh, newbie upstart here. Th this game um, is going to have a certain level of polish to it. And I think that you can back it confidently on Kickstarter and know that this game is going to be released at some point. Oh, nice. I might have to do that. You know, Brandon0135 uh, says he just checked and Hogwarts is coming to PC as well. Wes, oh my God, I'm going to get to play through Hogwarts. Dude, I am going to be picking that up i'm gonna just gonna hogwart it up man i'm excited hogwarts on a 3080 bro yeah dude 3080 and crank that stuff up i'll dual uh dual sli 2380s maybe not yeah <laughs> uh, you gotta if you want to do sli you gotta get a 3090 oh, uh, that's the only card now that supports sli anymore is the uh 3090 is that really for real that's true that is crazy dude that's the only one car that doesn't need the sli at that point <laughs> <laughs> right uh anyway uh patagon the forbidden island um it'll be a seven square mile island roots filled with dinosaurs to hunt and other dangers to deal with uh you play the role of a retired army lieutenant who has turned their attention to big game hunting and now you've been hired by the company to restore order on patagon island this means exploring the jungle island solving puzzles completing missions and of course hunting dinosaurs uh, with a range of steampunk weapons including the steam rifle and the tesla gun players will also have access to bombs explosives and traps so not only are we going to get to coexist with these beautiful creatures roots but we're going to get to murder them brutally and uh, in, in VR nonetheless. So it uh, seems like a good time. Yeah, it's a very good time. Mr. Chip says he keeps checking his for tracking from Oculus for his quest too. And it's uh, been charged, but not shipped. 
And that's exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. My, um, I ordered from Amazon, so I have not been charged. It will not charge until they ship. But I keep checking for tracking information, and it's right before shipping. It's supposed to be here Tuesday. It's not shipped out yet. So we're theorizing that there's probably hubs all over the United States that are just sitting, holding them, ready to, to ship them within one day, and everybody will get them, or... Hopefully, because I need I need it to happen on Tuesday, Wes. If it doesn't happen on Tuesday, then uh, um, I guess I'm going to get it on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or whatever day it comes. But I'm going to be, my a little bit of my heart is going to die inside. So, Well, Amazon's normally pretty good about delivering on the day that they give you. So if they're telling you you're going to get it on Tuesday, you're going to get it on Tuesday, probably. Mm. Yeah, well, that's good. Derail says he's looking forward to and can't wait to... Un- unsuccessfully um buy a 3080 <laughs> or 3090 tomorrow again just wasting yeah, I, some more time yeah I, i've uh i've quit following it so avidly and uh and quit uh i've taken myself off of the disappointment train because uh evga announced last week that they pretty much implemented my suggestions that i sent to them via email to the letter in uh Everybody who entered in for the email notification on these cards got put into a queue. And as they have cards to sell, they're just going to send invitation uh, emails to people. And you have eight hours to answer it and buy your card. And uh, no more crazy rat race. No more wondering if you're going to get one. You just have to wait your turn. Mm. And then somehow something happens. You check and an hour after that eighth out, the ninth hour, you find it. Shit. No, they, they've they've implemented a tool to uh, let you know exactly when you your email gets sent, exactly when they got your notification request and put it into the queue for each card. Uh, they've been great, dude. Honestly, well, it's almost like something that would have been nice to do day one, right? Yeah, it, it would have, but uh, I, you got to give them credit, man. Out of all these different online retailers and manufacturers, they're the only one who's really done anything. Uh, everybody else could care less. Yeah, uh, but how many, I mean, to be fair, how many um, companies did you contact directly? uh, Four or five. Uh, So there should be four or five companies implementing it. Come on, let's be honest here. It's not because I contact them that they're doing (laughs) it. Obviously, every one of these companies, people are, are, you know, have pitchforks outside the doors of because they're all pissed off. So, I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with who I contacted, you know. Yeah. Well, Meowmix has, has a good point about the the AMD's um, big Navi is looking promising for, say, what, 600? So maybe that's why they yeah. did such a big leap. I don't know, man. I'm not a big AMD person myself, but, you know, with all the shortages and shit, like if I was considering it, getting a card and I get dicked around enough with, um nvidia i i mean i might switch over you know like say screw this this is just ridiculous and amd all of a sudden has all these cards out waiting uh i don't know if that's going to be the case but uh, it'd be a good good time for them to pick up a lot of um, customers bring a lot of people over yeah i, I think nvidia is probably stock stockpiling uh product to to be able to deal with the launch at least of the amd cards so i think right around that time you're going to see a lot of 3070s and 3080s available yeah, that actually makes really good sense marketing wise right you want to make sure you've got the uh the stock to compete so right because you know as good as amd's looking their, their biggest advantage is going to be availability so 
if NVIDIA can take that away from them, then uh, they should be able to weather the storm. Cool. Uh, anyway, um, not only will you have these, uh, you know, awesome weapons, again, steam rifle, Tesla gun, access to bombs, explosives, and traps. You also have access to the skies via Zeppelins, and you can explore the surrounding waters in a submarine route. So you're not really confined to just this seven square mile island full of uh, dinosaurs and other interesting dangers. But uh, you can take to the air and to the water as well. That's kind of cool. I don't know. Uh, it's different, right? I haven't seen a submarine yet in VR. So, yeah, I think I think it's pretty awesome, dude. I think uh, the environments look like what, what we could Im had imagined that. Uh, that pirate game we played could eventually be obviously with dinosaurs, but that the Island looks beautiful in this thing. And, uh, uh, the, the fact that you're, I mean, it's so huge, right? Seven square miles. And the, and the fact that you can, uh, that you can fly over it as well as, uh, go underwater with, with a submarine. Uh, this, I mean, I mean, these are lofty promises. If it lives up to what it's promising here, this is going to be an epic game. Yeah. Well, we're getting to that point, right? We're gonna we're getting these epic worlds are gonna just start being created, and uh, we're gonna get to go into them. So, hopefully, this will um, live up to everything we hope it will be. You know, uh, you have any idea what time it is? Uh, quote time. Actually, we haven't had a we quote did. time for a long time, man. <laughs> yeah. We have. I just haven't been pointing them out as uh. quote time quotes, but uh, yeah, absolutely, it is quote time, and I've got a quote here. Uh, this is a quote from the uh, Kickstarter page, actually, and it's uh, talking about the game. It says, the game is designed to be played in fun chunks of one to two hour long missions. Uh, we're trying to avoid boring, grinding, and farming tasks and focus on the adventure. You should be able to jump into the game, have some excitement without having a second job to maintain. And I included this in our notes roots because this is music to my ears when you start to see this kind of uh super involved rpg style game you start wondering about you know all of the extra crap you're going to have to do just to be able to play and the developers having none of that here man he's saying you could just jump into this game pick it up and play it uh without uh you know submitting an application for employment mm. in uh in giving up your life to play the game and uh again that that's music to my ears well, it, does, it depends on how what they have to do. Sometimes that loop is what draws you back in, and it kind of you don't even feel, even though you feel like ah, um, it's like a grindy. It's it's um, it just uh, it keeps you invested in it. So as long as they can yeah, still keep it you keeps invested, me, it keeps me out of No Man's Sky. It keeps me out of the forest. It keeps me out of pretty much every game that implements that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of survival. I'm just not a big survival person. I don't want. I don't want to eat and. You know, like, like I've got to worry about life. eating and drinking to stay alive in real life. I don't want to go into VR to have to do the same thing again. You know, I don't want to have to use the restroom in VR either. There's a lot of things that I don't want to bring into the, the VR experience, right? So, Yeah, absolutely. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, that type of stuff does not appeal to me. And uh, therefore, when I hear a developer pretty much speak my mind, uh, I think it's great, and uh, I think that this is going to be a good game. It looks like it's going to be a good game, anyway. Yeah, it looks like definitely looks like the start of one, like uh, or I guess almost the finishing of one. If they can uh, implement everything they're promising, I think it's going to be really good. Yep. 
Uh, set to support a range of headsets, including Oculus Quest and Rift, HTC Vive, Valve Index, PSVR, Patagon, The Forbidden Island will be playable via traditional desktop as well, Roots. This is not just a VR game. This is going to be a flat game as well. Uh, oh, wow. It's going to be a flat as well, huh? That's cool. So this is it's not, is it open world for, I mean, is it going to be multiplayer, multiplayer or is it just single world? Uh, something Awesome Games plans to add co-op missions so that PC and VR players can collaborate together. So, yeah, it's not going to be uh, at launch, but uh, one of the things that they're planning on doing is adding in co-op campaign missions. Oh, wow. That sounds uh, sounds good, right? So look at everything, that the, everything I would want them to say about a dinosaur game, they're saying it. Like, I can murder them with bombs. I can play with a friend and get in a submarine fly around in a zeppelin i mean come on dude it's pretty damn awesome yeah that dinosaur looks pretty good too the one yeah, that looks, was chasing I mean, him uh, look at that gun i mean this is highly detailed stuff again very experienced vr developers have put years of their life into this thing uh i gotta imagine uh it's gonna pay dividends when the game comes out cool well, do they have a, any close or any um set date or any uh any close October 2021 so we got about a year before okay. this is going to release cool and uh if you want to back the campaign and secure yourself a copy uh $29 which I guess all, all in all is not much when you consider the level of polish that's on this thing the scope of the game that they're promising and the price of games today uh $29 is not much yeah cool Anyway, uh, I've linked the uh, Kickstarter in the description down below. Those of you who are interested in this game, be sure to click on that and check it out. There's a lot more information on the game on their Kickstarter page. Uh, what I've basically given us here is just a, a brief overview of uh, uh, what is a very detailed uh, description down below. So check it out. Uh, and speaking of Merowin VR roots, you know, we, we were just talking about how something awesome games is a spinoff of Merowin who again, brought us guns and stories, bulletproof who brought us boiling steel, which I've maintained and have said many times on this program is a very underrated game, a victim of bad, uh, timing when it comes to the launch. It was overshadowed by a lot of, uh, high profile releases at the time. And never quite got the traction that it deserved, in my opinion. Uh, but Mirawin has not been sitting on their hands roots. They have started work on another game themselves. And it's a project that is tentatively, tentatively being referred to as RU77 uh, at this time. And we just learned about this last week. Um, this game is a first-person action shooter title coming to Oculus Steam as well as PlayStation VR. Uh, it's described to be a game about perestroika, crime, and the 90s in the CIS through the prism of cyberpunk. So here we are, Brutes. Uh, we had, um, we've said many times that we kind of thought that, that cyberpunk's going to become the new zombie to uh, VR, and here we are with yet another one. But this one is a, a little different looking than all of the other ones who kind of look similar to one another. Oh, this one looks pretty cool, man. I like, again, there's people out there right now already. I hear Scion VR. I hear <laughs> yeah. Drillo, cell shading, questicle, graphics being dumbed down. 
I think I like the style of this game. I I like the shading. I I think it looks really good already. It just um this looks intriguing to me. Yeah, it looks awesome, doesn't it? I mean, this is very early footage. Like they're just now getting started on this thing, and it already. I think the um the color palette that they're choosing here for this kind of uh, bleak, you know, cyberpunk, you know, dystopian Soviet world. I think the color palette really suits the uh, the cell shading art style, and it really creates a cool aesthetic, uh, especially for this type of arcade style gameplay. Yeah, it looks very visceral too, which I like. I like. Um, kind of reminds me of of um, Lies Beneath, but not horror. The same type of horror, but you know, you're running around killing, slashing, blowing people in the face. Um, I just think it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the game is said to provide players with an opportunity to virtually immerse themselves in the reimagined 1990s in Russia, the post-Soviet period, and is intended for fans of the shooter mechanics and dynamic gameplay. The game is based mainly on reactive gameplay. So basically, uh, it's going to kind of play like a fast rail shooter, even though you're not technically on rails. There's smooth locomotion, obviously. We see that from the trailer. But it's that same kind of fast twitch, uh, you know, think fast shooter gameplay. So it's going to play very much like an arcade game. But at the same time, uh, you're going to be driving uh, a story as well. Yeah, so what, are you a robot, I guess? It just looked like he was injecting himself with something, right? You're probably, like most cyberpunk games, you're going to be kind of in between. You're going to be part flesh and, and part machine. Okay, who doesn't want to be part flesh, part machine? Be awesome. <laughs> I don't know, not many people this day, right? Oh, that's right, I'm, I don't. <laughs> Who's talking Sketch. about my mom in the chat? Ray Pope? Do you know who else is? <laughs> yeah, okay, I got you. So if we're not going to tell them my mom jokes, they're just going to tell them for us. I actually I see that a lot, and uh, I I can appreciate that because um, a lot of times we get uh, wrapped up in everything, right? And we don't um, we forget the mom, my mom's. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, with games like this, it's kind of hard to remember shit like that. Yeah, really. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, players are going to be given the opportunity to fight with criminal structures in the setting of post-Soviet futurism while listening to their favorite music. And that's one of the this is one of those uh, cases routes where um, sound adds a lot to the trailer. You know, and it, it really it's unfortunate that uh, since we've gone live that we really haven't implemented in showing the the trailer uncut maybe it's something we should look into doing because uh the the, the music uh in this game or at least in this trailer is pretty awesome as well it really adds to the uh to, to the atmosphere and the uh, attitude of the game you know it's funny you say that because last night when i was looking at these trailers with everybody um that's exactly what i said i was like we were watching some of these trailers and i was like man we need to um, I literally said that that like and I asked them are is there anything that people um, or is anybody in the that was watching do you did you like that format better because I kind of feel like a lot of times the trailer kind of needs the sound to emphasize what kind of game it is right and and the it's good background video but you don't get the uh, the gist of what's going on in the in the trailer right 
Right. Yeah. And that that's happening more and more as these uh, VR companies are starting to gain some experience. They're starting to learn the uh, the advantages of proper promotion. So not only are we starting to see better uh, artwork and better thumbnails now, but we're also starting to see a lot better promo trailers. And uh, and yeah, I agree. I think that we probably should uh, work on you know working in the uh, the full trailer view back into our show because that was something that we had started to do right before we went live, and it was really working. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Let us know how you feel in the uh, comments or the chat because if that's something you want to see back, we will, we will make a point of uh, doing that. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's cool. I think it's important. But uh, maybe you guys hated it and you're like, "Roots West, shut the hell up, dude." Now, if you guys do that, I'm you lose a subscriber. Uh, I doubt yeah. that, but yeah, I doubt that too because it's not <laughs> like we're talking about shit games here, dude. We we always talk about that's right. the good ones, yeah. like like I. Like I could be sitting here talking about, uh, you know, microtransactions in Pop One, you know, <laughs> if we wanted to. But I, I would rather talk about this awesome-looking game from Maryland. Yeah, especially since when Pop One comes out, then everybody can complain about it being a questicle game. And oh, man, I just I, I'm a, I'm in topsy turvy world. I think sometimes, uh, all the time, bro, all the time. Yeah. Uh, the video pre preview, as I mentioned before, showcases smooth locomotion with the player engaging in hostile gunfights against thug-like enemies on the street level and in apartments. Uh, again, a very early look at the game, and there's going to be much more on this game in the coming months. Oh, Gamertag's in the house. What's up, Gamertag? What's up, GT? Thanks for uh, stopping by, bro. Yeah. Uh, DLG says he's excited for Blair Witch coming to the Quest. Played it on PC VR with Vorpex, and it blew me away. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about to to have any. Um, it's October, right? And me as a, uh, a VR horror addict, uh, October is the best time because that's when all the horror games come out, and uh, Blair Witch being among them, and there's others as well. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to get in there. I need my damn headset roots. Uh, you know, time's a wasting. We're already 11 days into October, and I haven't been able to play any new horror games yet. Yeah, dude. We're so close to getting this quest, too. This plastic piece of crap. And not only that's what Sion <laughs> calls it. Um, but uh, I'm super psyched, man. I, I, I haven't had an upgrade uh, in a headset for a while. I mean, I guess I did when I went back to the Rift S, but... Um, and just going wireless, man. I'm gonna walk around my house, dude. Just Here, every here's a funny. Room. Here's a funny thought for you, Root. So you have all of your uh, your PCVR latest types, right? Uh, your your Scions, your Drillos. Uh, now you've got Joe and Sally Walmart who have never played VR before in their lives. They 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 want to beat Saber, bro. That's what they want to do. Uh, those Joe and Sally WalMarts who are coming in for Beat Saber are going to have higher resolution headsets mm. than your PCVR elitist. Think about that thought for a moment. Well, especially the ones with the CV1 still. Uh, they're going to have a huge advantage in the, the headsets. What's funny is, is um, they don't care, man. They don't care about... Uh, they're not going to see it, man. And most people aren't going to see it. And that's what I was trying to say as people were looking at some of these Population 1 trailers saying... The, the graphics look like crap. I don't like the way it looks. And I'm like, oh, you you saw it in the headset? I mean, 
That's the difference is seeing it in the headset get and for so long, 2018, you know, you say you had amazing games that looked phenomenal as far as they looked and you got in and it was like a tech demo, you know, and people bitched and they say graphics aren't everything, brah. You know, it's gameplay. It's all about the gameplay. And now that, you know, we're getting the gameplay and we're getting now, now it's like, oh, fuck, this is graphics sucks, man. I just, I don't get it. I guess I'm just not on the same page. I, 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 uh, I want to have, um, things look phenomenal, but I'm not going to not play a game because of a skybox, not looking perfect. You know, I, I don't, don't think it. that that population one looks bad. I mean, uh, I I, when I compare to to what I thought of the older trailers with the older footage, I think it looks a lot better now. Uh, I mean, am I crazy? Yeah, no, it does. It does. And Drill uh, says, "What about the quest elitist? I don't know if there are quest <laughs> elitists out there. Are there? I mean, there, I guess there are. There totally are. Yeah. Well, there is for everything. You know, there's PlayStation VR people that are that are elitists for PlayStation as well. You know, everybody's got their thing. I say, you know, there's room for us all. Can we all just get along? Yeah. 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 You know, I wasn't. I, I didn't mean that as a uh, an insult. I was just, uh, a ca- <laughs> you know. I mean, come on. You, you guys know your PC guys, right? Come on. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I totally uh, get what you're saying, and I agree with you. Uh, graphics are everything. That used to be something that all VR uh, enthusiasts said, but it seems to be uh, something you hear less and less these days. Yeah, because we're getting amazing games. Gra- granted, yeah, we're. I mean, we're hitting AAA world, and uh, that's great, but there's going to be stuff in between. You know, there's still indie PC games out there, you know, and there's phenomenal AAA flat games, you know, like just doesn't mean that others don't exist. There's going to be everything in between. Um, And I think there's tons of room for stuff like this, man. This thing looks, look at this, man. I just, when I was watching the, the, the trailer with about, I was like, whoa, this just looks super cool. Does that world not look like a world you want to go in and just kill some people in? You know what it looks like? It looks like first person view of my friend Pedro. That's yeah, what it looks like. dude. It just everything that just I, I looks the the I just love the way this I know Drill is gonna love this game, dude. As much as he he uh gives a little bit of shade, tongue in cheek, you know. And if you know Drillo, then it's not all he's a lot of times he's just trying to he's trying to push some see push some people's buttons he's to see troll. what they're gonna do. You're saying drill is a, a troll? Yeah, a little bit, but I he loved lies beneath. And um, like so much so that he played it twice, and um, and I think this is going to be an action-packed, phenomenal game. It just looks really crazy, and uh, like there's all sorts of stuff going on. He's picking up all sorts of stuff and smashing people with it. it looks really cool. So this 2077, I think it's what Russia, Russia 2077. So it's kind of like Cyberpunk 2077 in VR, but in Russia, it's kind of like that. Uh, oh. I think they said. Uh, th- th- Everything I read about this said it took it takes place in kind of an alternate timeline, uh, 1990s, Ooh. like po- post post Soviet collapse. But it said, yeah, you're right. It says 2077 there, so I, I don't get it then. Well, uh, misleading information or at least divergent uh, information. So yeah, it says 2077. Yeah, I don't. I think it looks cool. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, it, regardless of what year it takes place in, right? Trill says he's not a troll, but if he was one, he'd be a sexy troll. Uh, I would. I can agree with that. <laughs> Everybody here is a little bit of a troll to some extent. 
whether it be oh, for, about for the valve sure. or about for the... sure trust me when i start uh posting things on the discord about uh, uh you know playstation being superior to, to pc it's just to get a rise out of these guys right most of the time yeah absolutely Anyway, uh, let's move on, Roots. So another cool-looking game uh, that we actually learned about earlier in the year uh, got some new information on Star Shaman. Uh, it's releasing later this month, Roots, and it's uh, it's got a great new trailer as well. Um, again, this game is coming to PCVR as well as Oculus Quest before the end of the uh, month, but we haven't got a, a solid date on it yet, so but we just kind of have this three-week window that... Uh, Star Shaman could end up dropping on uh, at any moment. Um, the game was first revealed during the Upload VR Showcase Summer Edition earlier this year, and the trailer shows the player being thrown into a world in which the, quote, architects of entropy have brought the galaxy to its knees by destroying biospheres. Uh, the player will be cast as a star shaman. And you will be tasked with restoring planets to their former glory by ridding the world of evil forces. Roots, wouldn't you love to be able to rid the world of evil forces? Absolutely, especially if I could do it in dance step like this chick is doing it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'm blown away by this this trailer just because of just the way that she's dancing in there. I don't know if I got to dance that way or not, but... <laughs> Um, it looks like it's going to be different. I don't know if it's going to be my cup of tea, but it's definitely uh, a different type of game for sure. She is cutting the rug, isn't she? Yeah, she looked like, like she was doing like the running man for a second there. You yeah, know? all that stuff she's doing is not necessary to the game she's playing. It's <laughs> like she's getting in some extra moves in between. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, this game. is her exercise game too, right? Driller oh. says, is that gaming science teacher doing VR Kung Fu? I think it might be, dude. <laughs> I would love to see that video, man. I bet a gaming science teacher, I bet she really could cut down and just like probably give this girl a run for her money. Uh, well, yeah. We should uh, we should get them together and some blast on or something. Yeah. And, uh, see yeah. what's up. Uh, anyway, uh, this game obviously involves shooting and slicing enemies down. Casting spells with uh, gesture-based control. So here we are, one of these uh, things, again, that have uh, surfaced in 2020, the gesture-based controls. And uh, something that, you know, we, we had a little taste of with the Wizards Dark Times uh, can be good if implemented right. can also be a nightmare if it's not. Uh, but, you know, potential, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, dude. And, uh Derail says he does spinning kicks like Corey Sanhagen. So, dude, he, that was a nice one, but there was an even better one earlier in the night. Uh, what he's referring to is uh, uh, the the UFC that was on last night. Sanhagen, uh, he had a nice, you know, wheel kick KO. Uh, but earlier in the night, there was this crazy, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like the dude kicked, the guy grabbed his foot, right? And so he's sitting here with one foot up in the air. He jumps with his other leg and kicks the guy in the chin and knocks him cold. Holy crap. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like it. It was like video game shit. Yeah, well, you know, and what's funny is that that sounds like an amazing move. What's funny is I'm, um, as I'm picturing this lady doing this thing, they don't, I mean, your play space, dude, like people are taking, 
talking about like how long would it take you to break shit like if you're doing a <laughs> jumping around kicking stuff man like at some point maybe it's not the best time to be dancing and kicking and spinning and doing uh like what if your wife was right there and you just somehow knocked her <laughs> out <laughs> not a good idea man you know like oh i think i Substance hit some resistance this this chick probably lives alone wow that's true wow. Well, she's, she's good. dancing though yeah but uh yeah you know the the whole obviously uh not my usual type of game here that, that i would normally be playing but what really i find appealing about this game is the uh the look of it uh you know it's very colorful has an interesting art style i think uh you know if the gameplay is catchy at all that uh, this could be a good palate cleanser type game yeah absolutely yeah i mean as long as you like you said maybe you <laughs> her dance i mean Maybe if you're, you know, like the world is just so beautiful. And like you said, that'd be a nice place to just take a break, a nice palate cleanser, go in there, you know, do a couple spinning moves or whatever. <laughs> do some running man. <laughs> yeah. This sprinkler. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the game's going to launch on the Quest Store and be playable on both OG Quest as well as Quest 2. And it's also going to arrive on Steam and Viport with support for all major PCVR headsets. So uh, I did notice this Roots on about a month ago popping up on the coming soon to Viport Infinity. So uh, I think we may actually get this uh, included as part of the Viport subscription. Ooh, well, maybe we will be checking this out, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, that'd be the way to do it, huh? Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, I, I thought it looks cool. I, I thought it has looked cool since it debuted uh, on the uh, the upload showcase. It has that cool kind of art style of um, like a bout of blood type game. You know how it has that distinct kind of art to it that we've seen out of a few games now? Uh, it's kind of what it puts me in the mind when I look at it. Yeah, well, it looks pretty cool. Looks like it could be cool anyway. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, again, I don't know if it's, it's for me, but uh, I'd have to try it to no no i want to see a stream of uh roots doing all these dance moves like this chick's doing yeah that'd be good man you could see me kick and then like i kick my tv and it just goes flying somewhere that'd be awesome yeah greg greg uh greg's vr says these aren't even bespoke bespoke quest 2 games either i want to see what it really can do that's coming dude uh, i think that we're going to have a period here of uh six months to a year where we see uh, cross-gen games, games that support both Quest 1 and Quest 2. And then after we get about a year in, we're going to start to see the uh, Quest 2 exclusives. And I think that that's when the, the platform is really going to shine. Normally, I mean, no, that doesn't seem like a very long time, but we're talking about a, a product here who has uh, turned around and given us a new generation in 18 months. So it's pretty obvious that they're planning on going with uh, cell phone generations here, which means uh, what would be two years to a console is six months to uh, a standalone VR headset. Yeah. So uh, I think within a year, we're going to start seeing exclusives on Quest 2. Yeah, and that's crazy. You know, Paradise Decay says, you know, who else, uh, who likes, um, who else does awesome spin kicks? My mom! Yeah, she's been kicking all over the kitchen, especially you should see her at Thanksgiving time. It's crazy. Yeah, sure. uh, anyway, uh, that brings us to our final 
game of the week. And this is a game we've talked about before, Roots. Uh, Panoptic. And for those of you who didn't catch it before, Panoptic is the game that pits a single VR-clad giant against a tiny PC adversary in a game of deadly hide-and-seek. Uh, anyway, we're, uh, we talked about this game before as it launched into Early Access, and we're talking about it today, Roots, because it is now coming out of Early Access. Uh, this initially was a free demo on Steam back in 2016, and it puts you in the shoes of a giant overseer in VR, giving you the power of uh, laser eyes through a panopticon, which lets you temporarily focus your light to incinerate a suspected enemy. Rich, you ever, uh, you ever wanted to have laser eyes? Ah, who doesn't want to have laser eyes these days, right? I don't know, especially if I'm trying to catch a little guy that's in my house, a little, um, little midget, um, mouse or whatever you want to call them. I don't know. What do they call these guys? The littles, right? Remember that TV show? Yeah, right. Uh, no, there, this looks like somebody has taken the uh, the hide-and-seek game from Half and Half, uh, the free Oculus title, uh, and, and just polished it up to the nth degree and made it way more uh, diverse and, uh, and nuanced. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying last night um, when we were watching this because um, that's what it reminded me was Half and Half. Um, but uh, this is different. It looks weird, man. Like, I don't understand what else there's. Is there more than one person playing? There's a bunch of these guys with the masks running around, right? Are those like decoys? Yeah, yeah. I think most of the the, the uh, decoys are not real players. Those are CGI. You you have the VR player who's playing the, uh, you know, the, the giant overseer. And then you have a, uh, a couch player someone who's playing on PC with a mouse and keyboard and uh, they're playing the, uh, the smaller player, um, the challenger as they're referred to. And what that player must do is slink around to carry out tasks and eventually bring down the Goliath. So it's a, it's a versus multiplayer game, but it's not online multiplayer. It's local multiplayer. Yeah. See, that's what's weird, man. And I say this every single time. Why can't they have, it's set up to where you it doesn't have to be local and i can like i can come in and play with somebody random and why can't i be in vr as the little guy as well why does it have to be i mean i i get it they want to tie these two things together they want to bring somebody outside of vr into vr with the vr person like the one person's in one person's out but i just don't feel like there's enough of a this is very niche you know the, the, the amount of people that want to play local with somebody next to them is limited. And um, Anthony, I've said this before on the show, when he want, when that one game came out, whatever that, I can't remember what the name of, of that game we played, who one person is doing the puzzles and, and they're outside uh, with the, the creepy bone guy or whatever, he couldn't convince his kids to play with him. And at that time, he couldn't play the game because you need two people, one person out, one person in. And then they patched the it. Man. Yeah, and they patched it to where you could play the whole game by yourself. But I just feel like they're limiting themselves. They need to have the ability to play together with random people in both parts. And I think you should have the option of playing either role um, from flat or VR. You could play both VR. Like I want to play in VR as the little guy running around. Um, that's just my thought, anyway. Yeah, I, I certainly. Uh 
see your points here, and uh, I think that the chief among them is uh, the fact that this is forced to be local. You know, the, I, I think that this game really needs an online uh, addition. You know, it needs to support online multiplayer because, uh, like you said, I mean, how many people are, are – I mean, this is – this is a type of game that is commonly referred to as couch co-op. But uh, how many couches do people have in the same room with their gaming computer? I don't have one in here. Uh, you know, I, you know, my gaming computer is in my bedroom. I generally don't have people over to uh, to play. Uh, you know, in my bedroom. Now, with that said, this type of game has an audience, but that audience is on console, right? This is like the type of thing that would work possibly on playstation vr because again the console's in the living room it's meant for multiple players to play on and it's a common thing there not so common on a gaming pc uh so the the fact that uh that that it's missing uh online multiplayer and the fact that it's on pc instead of like a console uh, i think that they're doing the developers are doing themselves a disservice here with this because it looks like a highly polished very fun game yeah it does it does for sure and um i think somebody said uh les marwick says any local player steam game can be played online using steam remote play but like one how many people even know that or know what that is or gonna do that um it should just be an option where you click into it and you just you can queue in as whatever yeah, sometimes that's easier said than done. You know, um, last time we had one of these local multiplayer games uh, that we were going to review for the show, uh, that, that's exactly what the developer told us. They told us that we could use Steam Remote Play to uh, play together, and we got keys for the game, and we put a real effort into being able to connect up and play together, and we could never get it working correctly. Like we could partially connect and do some things in the menus, but we could never get it to where we were actually playing the game the way it was meant to be played through Steam Remote Play. And that's kind of one of the reasons uh, that I kind of shot away from getting a key for this game is because, uh, you know, because of that experience we had. I forget what the name of that game was. It was kind of like a, it was like a Tetris game, but, the, you know, the, one of the players is inside in uh, inside the Tetris game, and the oh. other players trying to smash them with blocks. I do remember uh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we could not get that working. Absolutely not. And uh, I don't know. It shouldn't be that hard. It's like sometimes it seems like some of these things are are almost so difficult or so unknown, like um, for most people, that it would be uh, you could do it, but what's the point, right? So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think this is a really cool game. Uh, I hope I hope that they consider porting it into PlayStation VR. And before they do that, I hope that they online add uh, online multiplayer support. Uh, I think if they do those two things, they could have a hit on their hand here. Because especially, I mean, this is only a seventeen dollar game. It's on sale for ten bucks right now. Wow, that's not bad. No, no, and I think I mean even you know the, the game as it is is probably worth a shot at ten bucks. Yeah. I agree, for sure. But uh, people keep asking me uh, if we're going to play Phasmophobia. I, like, Gamertag VR says I'm up for uh, streaming some. Absolutely, GT, but it'll have to be 
after I get my Quest 2 in. I don't have a PC headset right now. I sold my headset so that I can upgrade to a G2, so I could upgrade to a Quest 2. And I've, I've been PSVR exclusive for about three weeks now. Uh, but my Quest 2 should be here, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. And if you want to uh, stream it sometime after that, uh, I'm absolutely down. But uh, 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 GT, uh, I'm sorry, PD was asking Roots if uh, you and I were going to play some Phasmophobia together. And, and we've actually been talking about that for what pretty much since the thing launched right yeah yeah everybody's getting all excited there's so many people we did me and jim hall did it a uh, little bit of it and it's uh, definitely a creepy game and we uh we gotta establish a four person crew and um i'm already calling right now i called dibs on the van and you guys can go do your ghosty stuff inside i'll i'll monitor on the outside where it's safe and cozy and uh nothing can touch roots yeah, I was thinking uh, that Phasmophobia might be fun for uh, a money show, but, you know, I think maybe we might want to bring that one to the channel at large. I think people might want to uh, witness that. How many How many uh, players? Four. Can, so it's a four-person it um, four ghost hunting team, and um, my experience with it was, uh, was creepy, Wes. Is I had this ghostwriting book that I was supposed to take into the ghostwriting room or to the room and put it down and it was going to write in it if it was there. And I went and I grabbed the book and I was running back. And as I was looking down at it, before I even got to the room, the ghost had already filled the book out and it had a, uh, <laughs> a pentagram and it had a Baphomet and then it had an upside down cross. And I just about freaked my crap, dude. That was like the last thing Roots needs to see. And, uh, well, see, that's cool because one of my biggest worries with uh, Phasmophobia was that it was going to be just kind of generic scares, that they weren't really going to go for it. Uh, from the sounds of what you're saying here, they really go for it. Yeah, no, I guess that's pretty, like, pretty creepy, you know, from what I saw. And, like, Jim Hall was saying, like, he felt like a tightness in his chest. He thought he was going to have a heart attack. And, um, he said, it these are the easy ghosts, Wes. This was just the training they specify. These are like the, the nice ghosts. So they're not even dangerous in the training. And it was still creepy as hell. So uh, GamerChick13 says, Gamertag VR wants to play with two, with you two, so you just need one more. Uh, so how about you then, uh, Tiffany? You want to jump in with us? Yeah, that'd be cool, right? Uh, I, yeah, I, I think that would... Uh that she drowned out our party quite nicely. Now you can play that flat in VR, but I don't like Jim Hall was saying, I don't, I don't know that it would be the same flat because it's so dark and creepy in there when you're in there. It's not, I don't know if I'm scared at looking at my TV screen. That doesn't seem creepy. Uh, yeah. I mean, when, when it comes to VR horror, I mean, obviously not the same thing, right? I mean, uh, through a screen i mean I'm, i i got to imagine that uh, the game might not even be all that fun but then again uh i mean it's fairly popular now right so maybe it's better than i'm giving it credit for yeah it's popular with all the streamers i see the big streamers doing it and gamer chick says she's uh, going to watch safely from the couch a good uh so she's she's volunteering pd for the job yeah it's a doing. good story to hear about and not be a part of is basically what i heard <laughs> well um 
I don't know, bro. I don't know. Uh, PD seems awful high on the game. He might be interested in playing with us. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. I haven't got a chance to hang out with PD in a long time. So uh, basically, I'm going to be playing uh, Phasmophobia for the next week, it seems like, because we're, we're going to play with uh, somebody on the Discord as well. Zach. Zach Fontaine, right? He was wanting to uh, hook up and play some Phasmophobia, if I'm not mistaken. I think we need to wait until it's midnight, turn off all the lights, and then and then go to town. Stream it. I think that uh, that's a good idea. 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, 3 a.m. Yeah, that's good. That'd be the all worst right. time, right? That's when... Uh, that's when when my kids get all freaked out if they're if they happen to be awake oh it's 3 a.m it's 3 a.m it's the witching hour yeah. nothing happened good happens at 3 a.m I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly <laughs> yeah i guess it depends on what you're doing right you could be playing vr that's good that's normally when i play oh that's right Anyway, uh, again, as part of a launch day special, Panoptic on Steam is currently 40% off the retail price of $17, coming to just over 10 bucks. And uh, from the looks of it, even with its uh, limitations uh, as far as networking goes, uh, I think it's worth a shot. If you've got somebody who you can play with, I mean, it's just 10 bucks, and both of you guys can play together. So uh, give it a look. Didn't MameFan pick this up? Who's he playing with? That's a good question, because uh, maybe he's playing on this remote play, like people are saying. Mm, true. That's true. Uh, the game supports all Steam VR headsets, including Oculus Rift, Oculus Quest via Link, Vive, Valve Index, and WMR. Okay, so it's all everywhere, right? It's everywhere, bro. Like me. I'm everywhere. You know who else is everywhere? My mom! Yeah, man. Ray Pope says we should do a Halloween marathon special. I tried to do something kind of similar to that last year on the Weasel channel, but uh, like I ended up recording a bunch of stuff and not editing it basically is what happened. And uh, I've still got videos of, of uh, horror games from last year that uh, I never released. Oh, uh, well, they can get them out now as a uh, yeah. keepsake. The Scion's doing that. I just watched his video last night with, uh, I guess it's been a while because it was where he was, he was stabbing some people in the face, some contractors action with uh, rendered reality. And it was, uh, it was very entertaining. If you haven't seen Scion VR's channel, go to it, check it out because um, he's got some good uh, gameplay. So Absolutely. Anyway, Roots, uh, time is ticking down and it's time to get into the weekly reminders. And we're going to start, as we always do, by reminding you all to join us right now in real time as we support our developer friends by wishlisting some of the games that we've talked here to, uh, about here today. Now, Roots, you know, a couple of no-brainers on today's show uh, for the wishlist, but I'm not quite sure that they're both going to be on here. And I'm talking about, uh, of course, the, uh, the game from Merowin, RU77, as well as uh, the uh, game from Something Awesome Games, patagon the forbidden island now we should be able to find patagon i think let's hope so uh join us friends here i'm bringing up steam in real time and uh let's wishlist some of these games uh it really is important uh for these developers to help get their uh, uh their games out there get their uh, profile 
to uh, raise a little bit, if you will. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of games out there for sure that we are good to. Um, I think RU77 would be my one of my top ones that I want to uh, um, wish list for sure. Yeah, I just think so it looks really no, cool, man. Nothing on Steam for that one yet. I mean, that, I didn't expect that. That's such a, a, a er, in such early developer development right now uh, that yeah, it wouldn't even have uh, a Steam page yet. Yeah. Yeah, you're asking me if I'm 77. How rude Paradise to say, uh, Decay says. I look old, but I'm not that old. Actually, I just hit 46. I feel like a young 46, maybe like at least 43. It yeah. looks like Patagon uh, does not have a Steam page as well. So, uh, well, yeah. what are we going to wish? I know what I'm going to wish this, Roots. Star Shaman? No, exactly. It's a game we... we uh, that we covered a few weeks ago that I thought looked pretty awesome. Uh, we just got a release date for it, uh, Halloween. And it's a game called Hinge. Mm. And uh, I'm very excited about this 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 Hinge game. I think it looks amazing. What about uh, um, Jesus Raider? I can't I can't believe I we were talking about this last Halloween, dude. Like I thought that was talk about it every week, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I do. I want I want it, dude. It looks so good. I don't know if I never think of what the, the I can never remember what the name of the game is, but it was uh damn it, now you put me on the spot. I can't think of what it's called. Somebody in the somebody knows. A young forty nine, right, gamer chick? That's how I always feel. It's a young forty six. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right, so let's see here. Hinge, episode one from Arcadia. This game looks amazing, Roots. I'm definitely adding it to my wish list. You know what? That's what's funny, Paradise Decay. Uh, he says we're all boomers here. It's like uh, the VR community, for the most part, and they're, it's ranging now. It's starting to range a little bit more, but a good portion of us are in this niche of, of age, right? Um, which is weird. Oh. It's changing though. It's changing. The Oculus Quest is changing the demographic. That's true. It's true. You know what? It's funny. I, I've gone to two or three um, customers over the last week and a half to two weeks, and and have gone back after I've told them about the uh, the Quest too, and they're they've or pre-ordered it after I've talked to them, um, which is cool because I've gone in there and I'm I, I must be doing something right because I'm I'm just just telling them everything about VR and then I leave. I just drop the nugget and leave. And then I come back and they're like, yeah, I'm getting it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's so much more accessible now. Used to, I mean, when we first got into it, you would tell people about, uh, you would tell people about VR and, and they would be, yeah, but I don't have, you know, 400, 500, $600 uh, to, to spend on a PSVR or I don't have a thousand dollars to uh, spend on a gaming PC. And now it's just like, well, you can get that for 300 bucks. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Um, I'm in, I'll go get one now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's basically open to Cause everybody's had that thought. Why, you know, we pick up a, a new console or whatever. It's, it's that equivalent, right? You can, now you can just go get a new console and now you're in VR. So. Yeah. It's awesome. It really is. It is the console for VR. You're absolutely right. Anyway, uh, 
Be sure to let us know in the comments down below, friends, what you all wish listed. I hope you all you all do it. I always ask people to to, to leave a comment telling us what they wish listed. Nobody ever does it. I'm hoping that people actually do this because it does make a difference uh, to the developers. And you know, without the developers, we wouldn't have all of these awesome VR games that we play. So, uh, you know, if we're going to nickel and dime them by by waiting for things to go on sale for five bucks. The least we could do is give them 30 seconds of our time and uh, wishlist their games, right? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that's going to bring us into our second reminder, our my favorite roots weekly reminder. Uh, free stuff and killer deals. And uh, we've got some pretty good deals this week. Got some free stuff, too. Uh, first of all, as always, we're going to start off with our PlayStation Plus reminder. We just got the games for October. Uh, a couple of decent ones, Roots, uh, Need for Speed Payback, and Vampire. So uh, both of these fairly uh, polished, uh, pretty high-budget titles for PlayStation 4, and uh, both free this month with PlayStation Plus. Uh, so check them out. Yeah, we need a Need for Speed in uh, VR. I keep saying that. I, just, I want a game like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, who knows? Maybe with the... Uh, the, the VR on PlayStation 5, you'll, you'll get something like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, also on the PlayStation Network now, uh, coming into full release, is the Mortal Blitz Combat Arena. And uh, Mortal Blitz Combat Arena, free-to-play routes. Free-to-play. Anybody can play Mortal Blitz, Mortal Blitz Combat Arena free of charge. And if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber... There, there's some extra stuff on there, some extra goodies for you. Uh, one of them being the PlayStation Plus Special Pack number one, and the other one being the PlayStation Plus VIP Booster Pack. Uh, don't ask me what's in these packs. I have no idea, uh, but I did notice them on there for free. Uh, so those of you who are rocking PlayStation VR, uh, check it out. And you can you can get this game. Uh, for free regardless whether you're PS Plus or not. So yeah, free is always good. Cool. This actually looks pretty good, you know? It looks like something... Yeah, that... people say it's pretty good. They say it's uh, a lot like um, Tower Tag, the way it plays. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, absolutely free on PlayStation VR. I don't even know if you have to uh, have PS Plus to play online with this game. I think it might just be totally free like Fortnite. Oh, cool. Now, you can... Uh, the, the There are uh, lots... Of ways to uh, monetize this game, uh, they're, they're they're selling what I what looks to be like uh, extra maps, like new maps to play. Okay. So if like if you want to get all the levels, you have to pay for it, but uh, they give you uh, the base game for free. Yeah, see that I don't like that, and I mean there's a lot of reasons to like or dislike that. And I guess more dislike, but like once you do that, even one map, you're creating a conundrum of of matching up you know because then your your player base is is fractured you know what i mean like you've got this map i don't have this map so you're queuing for for uh a maps that i don't have so that means we cannot be queued together we we have to be separate and then maybe i bought this one and this one and you bought that two other ones i mean it, i can just imagine that it's this not is... it's not it's not an a la carte deal like that they have two or three packs of maps and there's like 10 or 15 maps in each one of them there's a bunch of maps for it most people are just going to be playing the free ones 
So uh, I don't think it's going to be that big of an I issue. I just think any, just fracturing it at all, even if you have, I mean, I, I've seen that with the expansions of Call of Duty or whatever. And if you don't have the expansion, yeah, you can still play the game, but your pool of people to play goes down. It's just like if you buy like Black Ops 2, you can play Black Ops 2 still. You can still play multiplayer, but most people are playing the new Call of Duty. They're not in the old one. Um, I just think that, I don't think that's a good idea, but that's just my opinion we shall see yeah uh anyway uh that brings us to epic game store pretty solid titles on epic games this week roots abzu as well as rising storm 2 vietnam so a couple of very polished uh critically acclaimed titles yeah this abzu is the, from the same people that did journey right and um uh, it's supposed That's to be correct. the same similar experience um, and I'm going to try to see if I can get into Vorpax and actually try to stream it at some point, maybe today. I was going to do it last night, but um, Scion said do it tomorrow because I can actually watch tomorrow. So um, it looks cool. Yeah, th yeah, I think there's actually a profile already pre-made in the Vorpax for it as well. So. Oh, cool. Well, then I'm definitely going to be checking it out. I really enjoyed um, Journey. I didn't tear up like, um, like Scion did because... Uh, I didn't get the story. Like, if I had known the story, I might have felt a little bit more um, emotional about it. So, right. Uh, beautiful game, Journey. So, I got to imagine Abzu is going to be uh, beautiful as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to Steam. Uh, some decent sales on Steam. Uh, first of all, Roots Dread Eye, $4. And uh, Dread Eye is one of those games. Um, that it's a it's a horror game in vr that i have not played i've never played dread eye and uh, uh it's intriguing to me because uh i was having a conversation with some people on reddit months ago about uh the best horror games in vr and i went on my little spiel about here they lie and how cool and surreal it is and uh Months later, this guy leaves a comment on on my comment. To, he just wanted to come in and tell me that he has the same tasting games that I have and that he thinks that I would really enjoy some of the stuff in Dread Eye. And he says it's not the best game in the world, but there's some really cool parts in it and that he thinks it would be <laughs> worth my time. Oh, God, for $4, it's definitely worth it. I didn't even know what Dread Eye was so much so that I didn't even pull up a, a scene for it because I was like, what's Dread Eye, dude? I don't know what that is. Uh, well, I mean, looking at the artwork of it and looking at uh, the, the looking at it graphically, it looks good, honestly. I'm pretty sure it's already in our library, by the way, uh, as well. Oh, cool. I'll have to check it out, for sure. Uh, anyway, Dread Eye, $4, Falcon Age. Fifteen dollars, uh, just re released on Steam. Roots Falcon Age. You know what's funny about Falcon Age? Okay, as I've seen, a lot, there's actually a lot of um, in the Discord people are, um, you know, I know this is one of main fans. You know, he bought it again on Steam. I mean, he, he likes the game that much, and people are like, ah, oh, it's not a, you know, I don't, know, it's a stupid Falcon. And people said they really like this game and they've picked it up or whatever. Um, but these are the same people that were like, Epic. I ain't playing this game on Epic, fuck that man. Um, Garbage Town. Now it's on Steam. It's like, okay. It's okay. I, I still don't get it. Um, Epic is turning into being one of my favorite stores to go to. Um, even my son came in and was looking at the Epic Game Store, and he he said he 
likes the way that the store looks better than the Steam store. It's presented better than Steam. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think it's uh, it's weird. But Falcon Age, fist bumping a Falcon. Who doesn't want to fist bump a Falcon? And uh, I kind of enjoyed it, what I played of it. So Yeah, I think uh, the, the thing with Epic is, uh, and the Epic haters, it comes down to the same thing that we've seen all over gaming, and that is team affiliations. People identifying themselves with a certain you know platform or genre and uh i think most of the people that uh that are hating on epic you know they identify themselves with the valve team you know what i mean yeah so uh it's unfortunate you know a lot of good stuff on epic a lot of free stuff on epic and a better deal for uh small and independent developers on epic so i think that uh you know Team affiliations aside, I think it's a good thing that uh, Epic's trying to break into the uh, storefront. Yeah, that's just good for everybody, and we're getting good deals from them, so that's good. Yep. Uh, but uh, Grip, $6 on Steam Roots right now. Yeah, there's no reason not to own this game now. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, you could have got it for two from uh, whatever game thing it was some people aren't comfortable using those websites they want to do it yeah. directly from steam well now you've got your six dollar price tag this game is clearly i think it's worth it's almost worth a triple a game um cost is how good it is you know i mean granted it's been out for a while and it's not gonna i mean it, it's just one of the best racing games in vr that i've played especially um you know one that's uh action-packed where you're where you're killing each other and uh, I don't know. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Renlo, also out of early access roots in the full release, 12 bucks. Wow. Yeah, actually, uh, I think it was Radio Run was saying something about Renlo. He wants to check it out. He was not impressed with the demo, but um, it's definitely something that um, the full game is out now, and it's a lot better than the demo was, right? Yeah, well, the, this whole game is about the environments. There's some pretty big, sprawling, epic environments in the game and they expand as you go yeah beautiful uh journey for elysium uh a cool a cool game uh albeit short but uh for six bucks roots i mean uh pretty good deal yeah yeah it's definitely good especially I mean, it's a good of a bit of a walking sim but if you want the environment uh and a cool tale it's cool especially for six bucks yeah yeah it, yeah it, i would say it's a it's a, it's a puzzler um but uh there there are some uh some stretches in between the puzzles there but uh, a lot to look at here uh a very interesting dreamlike uh world that they've uh, given us and for six bucks uh, i think it's a uh, no-brainer yeah i gotta stand corrected drilla says there is a reason to um not own grip and that is uh um, motion sickness uh, i guess if you're prone to motion sickness although you could do it in third person Right, you can have the third person car. Do, right? How many people that do we know of that have gotten sick playing that game? It doesn't affect me at all. Zero. Like I know nobody, but I mean, I I, I thought Jarillo tried it. I, I think I bought Jarillo a copy of it. And uh, um, have you tried third person drill? It it's very disorienting, but it it isn't the type of thing that makes you sick. And at least that's my experience with it. Yeah, the Chris Richardson. Uh, this the the trailer is disgusting, and I've said this over and over again. I don't get why they. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Like I don't. 
I don't know. Weird. Uh, moving on to the Oculus Quest Store routes. Uh, they have uh, a bundle this week. Down the rabbit hole, A Fisherman's Tale, $23. Wow, that's a really good deal, man. Um, I mean, both of those games are worth uh, probably that cost alone anyway, right? Especially Fisherman's Tale, and I'm still blown away. Every time this comes up, Wes, I got to say it because it's going to force you into playing this game. Um, I think you need to play it. You are Mr. Puzzle, and uh, the scale is so good that um, I want to go back. I never finished it. I got almost all the way, and it's just so different and unique, and the, the puzzles make you think um, outside the box more than any puzzle game I've ever played and then the story wrapped around it super cool i mean it's right up your alley yeah yeah it's an awesome game and, and another one of those uh weird you know dreamlike environments of course when you talk about wonderland down there yeah absolutely it's definitely the wonderland package for sure but uh, uh moving on to the oculus quest link store uh shadow point 10 bucks and and shadow point uh, an awesome puzzler uh cross buy so you can buy it on uh link and play it on your quest standalone oh, actually um, i own that on oculus so i guess i'll be able to play that on the quest too cool that's, that's what absolutely. i'm kind of excited to check out is what games do i already own that i don't even know uh, because of cross buy how cool right yeah there's, there's going to be quite a few of them i would imagine uh, B Boiling Steel, a game that we uh, we talked about earlier. Uh, just ridiculous value at $6, Roots. Yeah, dude. This game was, I think it was worth what it cost to begin with, but $6 definitely makes it, uh, uh, I mean, it's a no-brainer. There's, yeah, there's no reason not to own Boiling Steel. No, that's true. And and with, uh, with the other game, RU77 in development, it starts to become clear now why they're, they keep putting their games on such great discounts they're trying to bankroll their next game right yeah uh so so it makes a little bit more sense now yeah uh pang man uh from uh ivanovich games it's a fairly new game roots six dollars already yeah it's a weird game every time i see it i still don't understand exactly what's going on but um i'm still waiting for the very new game of onslaught to be six dollars 4.99 actually gamer tag special i'm ready to pick it up you might have to wait a couple months for that one, bro. Yeah. Uh, Layers of Fear, uh, $18. And again, this is another uh, cross-buy title. So if you buy it for Quest Link, you will get to play it on your Quest for standalone. Nice. That's a good deal. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Viveport has one new title this week, and we just talked about it a moment ago, Renlo is now available in its full version on uh, Viport Infinity. So uh, those of you who have Infinity can now check that out. Yeah, cool. I'd like to actually see how the story ends. I need to go back into it and just play the whole thing because we only made it part way through, and uh, I don't know if she ever finds her dad or not. Like, I, I'm distraught, Wes. Yeah, and we need to know if she ever uh, meets back up with that awesome uh captain of that yeah. boat right that captain was just had so much empathy too you know <laughs> yeah he was such a yeah he was so kind nice gentleman well, i'm out of here See i'm you out later, of here laters yeah all right uh so that's our normal 
group of uh, sources for free stuff and killer deals, but I did include Amazon Prime Gaming in the in the lineup this week, Roots, because there's a few pretty cool games on it this week. Uh, first of all, Layers of Fear, uh, not the VR version, but the flat version, uh, free with Amazon Prime Gaming this week. Yeah, well, like I just told you, man, I picked up Overload just one, I just noticed, I don't even remember, it was like a year ago, I said, oh my God, Overload's free? Had some kind of a thing from Twitch and didn't even, I just picked it up and didn't really touch it forever until yesterday and it became like my baby. And uh, so much so that um, Overgees is going to pick it up. Radio Run is saying it looks amazing to play in VR. Um, so who knows what's out there and what games. It's pretty cool that they're uh, that they're giving them away. And it is one of the platforms that everybody seems to forget for some reason. Yeah. No, I don't forget it. Um, there's just, they, they give away so many games. Uh, most of them, though, are like really... Uh, they're almost like 16-bit, like Super Nintendo-type games. Mm. Uh, so I, I really, I don't even pay attention half the time to what, they, what they're giving away. I just click on it and go on without even looking at it. Uh, but uh, every now and then I'll notice games like this week that are really good. And uh, we, we include it with the uh, free stuff and killer deals. Kona Roots. Kona is free on, uh, on Twitch Prime this week. And uh, Kona is interesting because it's a game that you can purchase a VR patch for. Uh, I think uh, I think Sion played Kona actually, but um, I'm not sure that you're going to be able to purchase the uh, the the VR patch for this since it's on the the uh, Twitch platform. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Maybe there's a way to do it. I don't know about. But uh, the flat version, absolutely free on Twitch Prime. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't know that you had to buy a uh, a patch. I guess it was one of those things that they made it, and that's just the way it made you know to pay for it, right? So yes, it's a couple patch. bucks. It's not it's not that expensive. It's just, uh, normally people buy the game in a bundle. People that want to play it in VR, you can buy a bundle. It's generally pretty cheap. Yeah, uh, Jim Jim Hall says he just claimed his first first Twitch Prime game today. He's been ignoring them forever. Yeah, me too, Jim. I forgot all about it until uh, somebody mentioned Overload yesterday, and I was like, oh, my God, I think I own that. And I literally couldn't remember which platform. I had to go through them all and then found out it was Twitch, and um, and it's cool. So free game's free. It's That's good. Yep. Uh, in addition to Layers of Fear and Kona, you can also get Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl oh, on uh, Amazon Prime Gaming, which is uh, an old-school uh, beat em up style uh, game that I actually watched John Riggs play not that long ago. It looks pretty cool really? for uh, people of our generation. Uh, we'll appreciate this style of game. And obviously, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob as well. So, yeah. that the, uh, I'll have to check that out. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it's like a Mall Rats Super Nintendo game. <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah. Um, Ray Pope says Anthony's streaming right now. As soon as we end will be seconds away make sure you go over to vr 365 and uh and watch his stream for sure yeah yeah anthony uh somebody said it a moment ago he's been uh he's been going for about 45 minutes or something oh like wow that. i didn't even notice crazy yeah uh anyway uh that's going to bring us to our final reminder and that is how you can support our channel of course those of you who are new to the channel, if you would just consider 
uh, giving us those clicks. You know, uh, if you like the video, click the thumbs up. If you're new to the channel and would like to see more, subscribe and click the notification bell to stay up with all of our content here on Virtual Strangers. For those of you who have been subscribers for some time and want to do a little something more to support the channel, of course you can do so by supporting us on Patreon, where for as little as $3 per week, per week, per month, $3 a week, that'd be pretty good, right? Yeah. $3 per month, uh, you can gain access to our weekly show notes as well as the always awesome money show. And I want to go ahead and shout out our newest Patron roots. We got a new patron on Patreon. It's Overgees. Overgees has joined the Patreon family, and I just wanted to go ahead and shout him out and say thank you. Thank you for the support, bro. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. He just told me he did that last night. I said, "Oh, nice. We're gonna have to shout you out." And then I looked at the show notes, and there was uh, there was Overgees shout out. So Wes was already on it. We definitely appreciate it. Um, you know, anybody that uh, even just being here we appreciate um you know so uh if you don't just supporting us by watching is and liking the video does more than anything so we appreciate you absolutely absolutely we appreciate each and every one of you all that show up every week and uh, participate you, you guys are awesome uh, anyway, uh, the show's over and maybe you're not ready for it to be over. Maybe you want the conversation to continue. Well, of course, the conversation always continues on our Discord. And if you scroll down to the description below, you will find an invitation to our Discord where you can uh, find me. You can find Roots. You can find all of us in there pretty much 24-7 chatting it up about VR and live. So uh, click the link join the community join the conversation yeah absolutely uh, yeah join the discord yeah anyway with that said friends uh we would like to thank you once again for watching and for roots i'm wes we'll see you tomorrow friends bye-bye <laughs>